Period poverty is a lack of access to sanitary products, and it affects those that menstruate all around the world. This is a lack of access to pads or tampons, and oftentimes women are forced to use unhygienic products in place of those that are usually recommended. In South Africa, approximately 3 million young women are faced with this constraint. It not only affects their health, but also education and income earning potential. Though these products are exempted from the 15% VAT in South Africa, sanitary products are still seen as a luxury item in many households. And today's guest is part of the solution to period poverty. And we will be chatting about the NPO that focuses on giving dignity back to young women as they go through the natural occurrences of life and of their bodies. Hi everyone, I'm Natasha and welcome to Sustainable Chats, a podcast extension of Yo's Handmade. If you are passionate about Africa and all things sustainability, then this platform is for you. I will be chatting to small business owners, individuals, and business leaders that are making a big impact across the African countries in many and different ways, contributing to the sustainable development goals. Join me as they share their stories of success and passions. And maybe we could learn a thing or two on how we too can contribute to Africa's beauty. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Sustainable Chats with me, Natasha. I am so excited today, right, that I am speaking to such a phenomenal young woman. And lately, our guests have been women, but you will understand why I love, love speaking to women, especially the guests today. Today, we'll be speaking to Mangha Teng, and she is an entrepreneur and a philanthropist. She is the co-founder, uh, she is the founder, rather, of Eden Gifting, which is an events company. And she is also the founder of Padaras, which is an NPO that we are excited about at Yewu's Handmade that we will be speaking to today. Mangateng, how are you doing? Hi, how are you? I am doing good. I'm so great. Oh, that's so amazing to hear. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you're doing okay. Uh, MK, um, so obviously today's conversation is going to be centered around um, Pads R Us and the NPO that you run. And then we'll be going uh-huh. into a little bit more detail around what that is all about. But can you tell us who MK is? Tell us about your childhood, what you were passionate about yeah. until you got to start your okay, entrepreneurial um, I'm, I'm an economics graduate, an entrepreneur, and the founder and chairperson of Pazaras. Uh, I'm from the East Rand. I was raised in a very loving and caring home. Uh, my parents did not only care for us, but they'd make sure that everyone around us was okay. So I think that's where I got my my love for caring for others from, you know, because as a child, I'd always 
want to join organizations or be a part of initiatives that would make me help, you know, that be it we are collecting blankets or donating canned food. I was just always that kid that would want to help. And as I grew older, uh, I then developed this love for women empowerment. I just always wanted to make sure that women were okay. I actually started in varsity. In first year, I joined an organization on campus that was at the Leadership Center. Initially, when joining, I actually wanted to be a part of that venture group because I like the outdoors. I like being out and about. But for some reason, I was placed under Top and Tombazana, even though I had applied for adventure. But while go Top and Tombazana, I actually then developed this whole passion for women empowerment because our group is centered around women, was as helping women, as donating to women, and just um, making sure that women are okay. So from then, I then realized that this is something that I want to do. It's something that I'm very passionate about. I just want to make sure that women are okay, that women know that they're important. Women know that they can achieve whatever they set their minds to. So that has just practically been me and my life and what I do. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how did you go from being an economics graduate to being an entrepreneur? Because you started your business in 2018. So tell us a little bit more about that. So with Eden, it actually just sort of happened because at no point in my life did I think that I want to be an entrepreneur. I just always pictured myself as a nine-to-five person that I was going to graduate, get a job, and just be a normal economist, you know. But I'd always, I have always had this love for putting things together, like setting up parties, decorating, and I'd always do that. There was a time where I set up a picnic. This was in 2018. I had a birthday and I set up a picnic. But after that, then everyone was asking, hey, who did your deco for you? Can you pass me your deco ladies, the number? Can you help us? So from that first picnic, a friend of mine asked me, and then I was like, oh, sure, I'll help you. I helped her with her picnic. And then after that, someone else asked. And at that point, I then realized that, okay, clearly people are interested in this and they are willing to pay. So why not turn it into a business? And that is just how Eden was born. Yeah, you know, I always love a good accidental entrepreneurship story. It's always so fascinating how (laughs) we are able to, to turn like our skills and natural passions into like a proper business. So that's always exciting for me um, to hear other people's stories. Yeah. So MK, I mean, you mentioned earlier that, you know, growing up, you've always had this innate passion of wanting to serve others, which is a beautiful story, by the way, you know, wanting to be involved at such a young age. Can you yeah. tell us then, you know, how Pads RS came to into being and why it exists today? Okay, um, so with Pads RS, uh, it also just kind of happened, but in a good way. Because I think as people, if you are not directly affected, you don't realize 
how others are affected, you know, because with us, it's mostly a, when you buy your groceries, you just add your toiletries and that's just how life happens. Uh, I've always kind of knew that there were people who were in need, but until I actually read the article, I was not, I was not aware of the impact that it had. So there was a time where I was just chilling on my bed reading an article and it was talking about the number of females that would miss school in a year because of pets, you know. The number is so shocking because, I mean, at the end of the day, if you miss, if you're going to miss like 100 or 200 days of school, you're missing on a lot and you fall behind. So at that point, after reading that article, I then thought to myself that, no, I need to do something about this. I wrote on my WhatsApp status that I'm deleting pads. I need donations. So whoever that wants to take part, just link up with me. I'll fetch or you'll deliver and let's just do this. So at that point, I had not, I didn't think it would be a whole organization. For me, it was supposed to be a one-off thing, just me asking for pads, looking for a community and dropping them off. But at that point, I sent a friend of mine, turned a message that, hey, this is what I'm doing. And she said, no, I just don't want to donate. I want to be a part of this. Can I be a part of this? How do I join? How do we make it happen? We met up, had a meeting, and we made it happen. You know, We got donations from a few people, but after... Rather, before our first event, we then thought about it that, okay, we're going to donate these pads. And then, what then? So, is it going to be a once-off thing if we give you pads for the next three, six months? What happens after that? Yeah, so, I I mean, we're definitely going to expand on the growth of, you know, what happened after that conversation you had with Tando. But I also just want to share like a quick story with the people that are listening as well about how you and I met. And it was a couple of years ago uh, through Mm -hmm. Kumo, who's also my co-host on a different podcast. And I think, you know, this is the power of social media. I think she shared at the time um, about the fundraising efforts that you were doing, collecting pads. And I also didn't know what period poverty was, you know, and to what extent this was an issue. Like you had said, you know, if you're not really exposed to these elements, you really don't know. But that's the power of, you know, knowledge and knowledge sharing. So you and I then met up. um, I had a couple of pads that I had collected from work, actually. I had asked my colleagues instead of giving me the usual birthday contribution to rather buy pads and they would have contributed and I would have contributed. And then I also asked a couple of friends to also then donate some pads. And then you and I met in Midrand at (laughs) Wimpy, I I think. And then that was our first encounter. And it was like a once off, but I think, you know, the NPO never really left my mind. And I always thought about ways in which we could always bring you back. And I guess, you know, through you with handmade um, social responsibility pillar, we were able to make that happen. So, yeah, I mean, just wanted to highlight yeah. that story for people to know how we actually met. So you and Tando then said, okay, this can't be a once-off. You know, people will use them for one cycle and they'll be done. And then what? So how did you then grow from that point? 
Yeah, so at that point, um, we just then thought that how could we make this um, every year thing or every six months thing? And we just sat down with the other ladies and decided to open an NPO. I think at that point, we didn't know how we're going to make it happen, where we're going to get donations and a way forward. But we knew that we cannot just end here. This cannot just be it, you know. So we then registered an NPO and started collecting pads and making it um, a yearly thing. And then from the year thing, it then moved to us having events throughout the year and donating to different communities. So that was just us then starting to grow and reach more people. Yeah. So, so how big is your reach now? So since you started um, and you officially registered as an NPO, how big is the impact that you have today? So actually, uh, since uh, COVID, because before we'd actually just host events within Gauteng, so we'd go to different communities in Gauteng, but would constantly get these messages from people that live outside of Gauteng that we need this, we need that. But I think as much as COVID then uh, slowed us down, but it actually helped us to grow in a way because then we started sending out care packs. You know, initially we'd go there and be av- and be available for talks and all, but we started sending out care packs. And with us sending out care packs and not being there, meant that we could now courier a care pack to Eastern Cape, to Durban, to Bumalanga. So we are now reaching everyone in South Africa through care packs. A care pack is basically just a pack with a, a couple of pads and toiletries. So that is what we do now. We are not just only based in Gauteng, even though our main... Our main events happen in Gauteng, but we are able to reach other people in South Africa through care packs. Oh, that's so amazing, you know. Um, I, you know, period poverty is is such an undignifying experience um, for anyone. Because it's such a natural experience, you know, to have your period and to menstruate. But to then have to make a choice on whether or not you want to eat to survive or buy pads so that you know you can take care of business is really just an unfathomable and inhumane experience I you know that people have to go through and so I think you know your care packages are so amazing and thank goodness for COVID right because now you have a wider reach and you You know, you've expanded the yeah. model, essentially. So that's so amazing to hear. But Pads or Ice is more than just, um, you know, collecting pads and toiletries and delivering them to young women that are impacted by period poverty. You also host um, seminars and uh, you are building more than just, you know, the delivery of these pads. You're building a, a community um, of women, empower, empowered women. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, so with Pedras, uh we want to form a sisterhood. Rather, we form a sisterhood with the ladies, with the different ladies that we come across. 
so our aim is to not just give you pads but to also help you in a way where you can then uh, become better as a person so what we do on days where we have events is that we'd go to a certain community and have uh, talks so we'd maybe touch on three or four topics where we talk about teenage pregnancy about education about women empowerment about entrepreneurship just different topics and we just let the ladies know that they can do whatever it is that they want to do in life that they're important that they can achieve whatever that they set their minds to so at the end of the day we are not just dropping off pads and toiletries but we want to help them evolve we want to help them be better people better ladies we form a sisterhood and they know that on any day at any time they can reach out and tell us that this and that is happening or i need this and i need that and we will try by all means to make that happen for them so and it's it's really nice when we do such and we get feedback from the ladies that hey last year you guys helped me out with one two and three and i'm now in varsity i'm now studying towards this i've now started that it's it's really heartwarming to see that we are actually helping the ladies out there you know it's just a great feeling yeah you know as you're speaking like my heart my heart is just like on fire it's so warmed up um by the work that you do <laughs> honestly and you know i think you know that level of social responsibility we need more and more and more of that in in our communities and even just like spreading awareness of the issues that are surrounding the the communities that we live in you know even that awareness is so important because people just don't have that information as well so looking into yeah. you know your current operations um with your team the care packages that you are now delivering, you know, across the country and the growth that you experienced during COVID. What does the future of PADRAS actually look like? What are some of the plans that you have? And also maybe if you can tell us some detail around how people can actually get involved as well. Okay. Um, let me start with what our plans. So from the beginning as an as an NPO, our plans has always been to get to a place where we can have free pads in South Africa the same way we do with condoms, you know. At the end of the day, one is a choice and the other is not. Because uh, unfortunately, we don't get to pick whether we want periods or not. We just get them. And there's nothing we can do about it. So we are really just trying to canvas for free for free pads or get them at a cheaper price as possible. So as an NPO, we are working towards that. We are working to getting sponsorship, to getting the government involved, you know, to get to a place where people can access pads at local clinics, local hospitals for free. 
because pets are a need. It's something you cannot run away from. It's something you cannot pick to have or not have. It's a need in life, you know. And then with regards to helping, we don't only need donations, you know. As much as we do need pads and toiletry donations, but we also need people who will come through and help us in different ways. Because when we do go around to these places, we have talked with these ladies, we come across situations where they would need a professional, would come across a situation where someone is going through a very difficult time, but they need a professional nurse or they need a professional psychologist. And we are not professionals as much as we can help out with the knowledge that we have, but we'll need someone in that particular field to help. So with us, it's more than just uh, uh, pet donations, which is our main aim. We do need that, but we also need people who would just be there for different talks, for different, you know, we need, when we have career guidances, we need people from different fields to come through and talk to the ladies that I studied this and that, and this is how it's happening. We need people who can offer that, okay, you want to become a lawyer, I will one day take you to my practice and show you what's happening. Because as much as we are donating pads, but we are trying to show them the outside world. Also, we are trying to, because some people, one would know that fine, I want to become an accountant, but they don't even know what an accountant does. They've never met an accountant. They don't, so with them going out, experiencing, having that knowledge, it also just kind of boosts them in a way. It kind of helps them. And then with regards to pads, donations, uh, we have pages. Uh, we are available on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you just type in Pads or Us, we will pop out, and you can then reach out and tell us if you and tell us that you'd like to donate this and that, and we'll arrange a meetup. And we also have a bank account. Our banking details are on all the pages, and you can donate whatever amount that you have. Anything is welcomed. So yeah. Okay. That is awesome, MK. And thanks for, for telling us, you know, where to actually find you. Because I think that's always critical and important information because you never know who's listening, you know. So it's always a great opportunity for, for people to hear that, that type of information. But thank you so much for this conversation. Um, you know, I, when you and I were speaking earlier mm -hmm. on about, about having this chat, you know, I was just like, oh, my gosh, yes. We need to create this conversation. People need to know about Pazaras and the work that you guys do because it is such wholesome, wholesome work yes, that yes. you are taking out into the world and, you know, you're changing lives um, one person at a time, one conversation, one care package at a time. So, you know, we hope that you continue to grow and your efforts, you know, expand um, and you realize all the dreams and goals that you guys have set for yourselves. And hopefully the next time you come back onto the show, we'll be, you know, speaking about bigger and greater things that you guys have now accomplished. You know, who knows, maybe you can expand into the rest of Africa as well. So that would be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time, MK. 
And it was a great conversation. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me, Tash. I enjoyed this so much. Awesome. Thank you.